we are back for another week. And last week, man, there was a lot of shit going on. I mean, on the field, off the field. It's uh, not a good week if your name is John Gruden, put it that way. I guess that's one way to put it. But in terms of fantasy last week, the scoring was just through the roof. I mean, we saw Moose hit like 500. Piscats almost hit 500. An absolute shootout between the two teams, the heavyweight battle we had last week. A ferocious Monday night football comeback by Knack. Uh, Yeah, we got a lot to get into. It was a crazy week. Um, If I sound a little, like, different, I mean, that's because it's an early episode today. 9.30 in the morning, woke up, I was like, eh, let's get it out the way. Talk about a little fantasy, though. Hey, we're going to get into it, so that's about it, dude. Not a terrible week in terms of my predictions last week. Um, I didn't, however, predict that John Gruden was going to resign, so that's kind of tough. I didn't also predict that he would call out, uh, you know, Michael Sam in a way of the word queer and uh, (laughs) call Roger Goodell a faggot and a lot of shit you don't really think you would expect from uh, a guy who, you know, works with so many African-American players, works with so many players of all different backgrounds. And he literally has the only openly gay player on his roster. So it only made sense that Gruden had to go. There was no saving that man. Um... I don't got much else to say about that dude's fucking head. But we're going to get... That was nothing I could predict. And there was no way I would ever have seen all that shit getting leaked. And now they're trying to bring Shefty down, too. Like, there's a a bunch of stuff's coming out of this Washington investigation. Kind of crazy because... uh, What I've been seeing is... um, The league is trying to focus on this stuff. Because apparently there's, like, some sort of discoveries in there about... uh, possible collusion in moving the Rams from St. Louis to uh, Los Angeles for league benefit, profitable, all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that stuff is going to be made public. The league's kind of apparently trying to cover it up. I don't know. That's just a little bit of what I read. But um, ain't no predicting that either, brother. But we're going to move into this week's predictions. And I mean, truth be told, uh, last week, it was looking rough for me in my predictions for a bit. Like, uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm probably going to go 0 and fucking 6 here. It's looking rough. But uh, we pulled her out 4 and 2, not terrible. And on the season, we are 16 and 14. So we're battling back. I mean, it could be worse, but not our fault, brother. Not our fucking fault. We started off really shitty. Like, I don't know, but we, one week we were like, 
one and five or something like two and four like all these bad things we're not about that it's four and two at the minimum that's that's what we got to go anyway we're gonna get into it um me versus trends <coughs> trends is just on a roll uh we're missing our main PCAT in CPAT, and yeah, like that's the saying, bro. CPAT is a PCAT, so you know that one. But um, no, I mean seriously, I'm not feeling good about this game. Saw it on the saw it on the schedule. Don't feel too confident about it going in, um, for a lot of reasons. I think Trends' team is just better. But uh, on top of that, I think uh, there's just matchups that he has that are better than mine. So I'm going to give it to him. Trans, I'm giving it to you, bud. Next, we're going to Neller versus BG. Nelson, man, it's looking rough. Um, He lost Clyde. Like, that's just, oh, that's a gut punch. (laughs) Like, it truly is. Um, It'll be tough for Neller to hang in there against a team like Brody's. Um, But... There's also a chance maybe he could get lucky and have a couple of people pop off. Never know, man. Maybe Zach Moss, you know, Monday Night Football. Zach Moss has actually been solid since he played, since he came back. I mean, this guy would have, if he didn't miss week one, he'd probably be like a top 20 RB right now, or if not more, like top 15. So that's actually kind of worked out for Neller. Just has to hope Mark Ingram can fill uh, Clyde's void while well, he's gone. But I don't know about that. I got to give it to Brody, though. That's, uh, that, I'm locking that one in. He's going to bounce back after getting that one stolen. Um, Brody was like the, a soul for a soul meme on Monday night. Uh, it was pick your poison. It, the Ravens were going to have an amazing comeback led by Lamar and a performance you'll always remember watching. <laughs> but... You're going to have Trent's absolutely claw back like from a huge deficit on Monday Night Football and beat you even after you dropped 400. So there were two comebacks, one from the Ravens, one from Trent's, but it was a soul for a soul, brother. You know how it works. Next prediction is Legro versus Moose. I mean, it's very hard to say any team straight up can just beat Moose. Uh, just maybe because there's a couple... You know, he's got Geno Smith in there instead of Russ now. Um, He's got a little bit of bye weeks. There's no way, man, that this guy. Oh, Goddard's out. That's why. Let's just say, what is CJ Uzama doing in his fucking lineup right now? (laughs) Anyway. um, Yeah, I mean, his team's a little banged up right now, but I still have to give him the win to just... It's too scary, man. Like, the wide receivers are just absolutely deranged. It doesn't even make sense. Hollywood's wide receiver six now after that Monday night game. Mike Williams is wide receiver five. Jefferson's wide receiver nine. And I'm sure Adams is one. Yeah. So, oh, and what's Woods after his game? He's 28, but he started slow. Man, that's just mangled. Sorry, like, I'm not going to be sitting here jerking you like I am Moose's team. But I'll give you the thing that Khalil Herbert is actually a great play going forward. He actually seems like, actually not seems, he was getting more work than Damian Williams in terms of snap share. Um, 
Williams did a little more with his touches, but like Herbert's a great play going forward until Demon's back. Like they're definitely gonna have that as a fifty-fifty split, I think. And um, A Rob is really shit in the bed for you though. Like, jeez, man, I feel bad. Not not A Rob. He, he had the chance to get out of there too. He really did, but. That one's going to go to Moose and Sing. And, and next we have Furley versus Benny. And, I mean, Benny's actually been getting good production from James Conner. So it's like it's making his RBs definitely viable. The only thing that's a little worrisome is his flexes. Um, Zach Ertz, who could actually have a big game now with Goddard out. But uh, AJ Green had a rough week last week. So, But he doesn't really have like a, a like surefire fill-in right now. So you kind of have to roll with AJ again. But other than that, it's still solid. It's still a good lineup. His quarterbacks have really tough matchups this week, though. So I think just on a matchup basis, I got to give it to Furley. Yeah, I think so, because Furley's definitely got matchups that probably are better for him. So, And, I mean, I guess it does depend what happens with Danny Dimes, because Mac Jones could have to come in and play, and he's, like, a really um, low-end fantasy quarterback. He's, like... What's his average, I wonder? It's probably around 30. 28.4. Yeah, so, like, that's not ideal. Um, but it's it, it points, you know. It's better than fucking throwing Taysom Hill in there. So, um, I think that depends if Danny Dimes is going to play. But I'm not sure if he will. But he's actually been a phenomenal fantasy quarterback so far. I mean, obviously he got hurt last week. But other than that, he was, like, what, quarterback four up to that point. So, um, that's a big, big thing. But I still think Furley's going to play Catch. Next we got Sandy versus Rich. This one was called uh, the Retaco Ball. That's what we used to call it. <laughs> um, honestly, Sandy's just really banged up right now. His team is just. It's unfortunate. It's just a really, really bad string of luck. They're just scavenged. But uh, help is on the way, put it that way. And I think because of that, he honestly maybe could even trade MT or something like that and maybe just try to get more, like, anything for his team, really, that can help him right now. Um, he's just unfortunately banged up with injuries. He's going to have to hopefully see if Allen can carry. Allen maybe on Monday Night Football can make this game interesting, put it that way. And... Uh, However, I'm going to give it to Rich. I think Rich just honestly has the better lineup right now. He's um, also dealing with some bye weeks, but I think Sandy's injuries and his bye weeks on top of everything is just hurting him more. So, yeah, give it, give it to Rich. Give it to him. He'll bounce back after last week. Play Madison, no brother. And the last game we have Knack versus Clark. And I mean... Um, I honestly just don't know what exactly it is, but I woke up and I was looking at this matchup and I'm like, you know what, man, I, it's got to be Clark. Like, I don't know what it is, but my mind tells me that it should be Clark. That is just what my mind says. Um, it's going to be like so close, put it that way. Um, but davis mills despite carving up new england last week i think it's just still gonna be tough to see if, if he can keep that going um david johnson if you can even get around the same as last week that would be huge 
just as he's that fail-in. He also doesn't have a flex in his lineup right now, but his options aren't looking too ideal because he's dealing with the Falcons bye week this week. So um, maybe D-Jax, hope he catches a bomb, something like that. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it looks like right now. Um, but it's going to be close, though. And uh, But I still think I'm going to give it to Knack. I think he's going to get two in a row. I mean, after seeing what fucking Lamar did on Monday night, like, anything's possible. Fields, I don't know, man. It's unfortunate to see, but Fields is clearly not uh, ready. Um, They kind of abandoned the whole, we're going to give Andy Dalton a year, and hopefully they wanted to do the um, Mahomes-Alex Smith blueprint, which just has completely fucking failed, like, they literally said they're announcing Fields as their starter, throwing him to the Wolves behind that old line, and <laughs> it's terrible. And now Demont's hurt, so all this stuff. But I just think it's crazy how they were insistent that they were going to stick to the schedule and they had a plan for Fields, and then they just fucking abandoned it. And look where it's getting them. I mean, they did win against the Raiders last week, but not really largely due to the fact that it was Fields. Their defense won them that one, but. Um, yeah, I think that uh, hopefully with more play, he'll just get better. Since they're not really letting him use his legs with designed runs like they are in San Fran. Um, pick your poison, though, because I guess Trey Lance is hurt now. So and then again, Fields literally looked like he fucking snapped his leg. So I don't know. That's true. They're both got to be a little more careful. And same with Joe Burrow. Wherever he's lurking on one of these teams, he better start sliding because that guy is... For one, his throat got fucking punched in, so it was Adam's apple or whatever the hell that's all about. And his fucking knee and all that shit. Like, this guy's got to, like... He's got to be careful, man. Like, Jesus. Zach Taylor's running quarterback sneaks with him fucking five times a game. What do you think is going to happen? You're... Yeah, bro, just go sit at the very bottom of a pile of 300-pounders and see how you hold up. Jesus Christ. Moving into the power rankings. The rankings of the powers. Um, let's get it going, brother. Number 12, the dog fuckers. Um, they're in a world of hurt right now. I feel bad for the guys. They're just completely banged up, completely out of their control. Um, they made a little deal this week. Honestly, feel like they had to kind of do something like that and try to shake it up a bit. Um, and hope Sanders can get a little more involved going forward. and You know, but I think it's just the injuries on top of everything right now. It's just not ideal. A couple roster hiccups, not starting a couple of people, just not look good for the fuckers right now. Put it that way. Uh, number 11, Neller. I mean, Neller lost Clyde, so, I mean, that's just a gut punch. Like, that's terrible. That's like a bruiser MMA puncher kick to the head or something like that to Naller's team. Like, that's... It's not ideal. Um, but he does have Mark Ingram to step in, so it's it could be way, way worse. But, like, it's still... Clyde was honestly looking like he was turning the corner a bit. He had back-to-back 100-yard games. Like, it was looking good. And then, bang. And he doesn't even have, like, the handcuff, too. So it's just not ideal for that. And 
I think what he really, I'll get into that a little later too, is like um, Waddle needs to start performing. Bernaller drafted him and Tua for the stack. It's just blowing up in his fucking face right now. Like just looking like a piece of shit. But I do think Waddle can turn it around soon, especially if Tua's back this week. Number 10, we have Rich. And I mean, Rich, the thing about that is just trying to survive and stay afloat. I mean, it can be tough. Um, I think that there's just, he has a lot of bye weeks this week, though. So it's going to be tough for him to see if he can pick up a win. But I also think that on top of everything else, that, like, <laughs> um, it's, it's tough to win games when you're just not going to have elite production constantly or, like, you know, every week in and week out from your running back position. It's very tough. I know Kyler is going to be carrying and doing what he can do. But um, I think the lack of a true RB1 there can maybe be a little tough come certain points. I mean, whatever happened to Chase Edmonds last week was just so unfortunate. Like, literally, Moose ditched the guy. And now he's just, just literally performed like piss. Uh, Jamal Williams was about average, and I'm trying to remember if how Elijah Mitchell did. Probably should look. But, um, I mean, mainly to think about, let me, let me find Elijah Mitchell here. Down by two. Yeah, 17 and a half, so very average numbers there, um, from all the running backs. I mean, I wouldn't even call Chase Edmonds unless he turned it around. I remember I looked at one point and he was really struggling. No, he had five points on the game. So, I mean, that's obviously his first bad game of the year. So it's not it's not anything to, like, probably hit the panic button and worry about, but still not ideal. You still probably want to have at least one guy getting solid production week in and week out. But um, perhaps there could be more trades coming their way and we'll see what happens. But... Um, Oh, thought my phone just died, but the screen went black. I don't even know what's going on here. Moving on to number nine, we have Clark. And, I mean, Clark is honestly, it's tough because he just put on an absolute performance last week, but he still lost by 100 somehow, which is out of his control because Moose's team went ballistic and dropped 500. It was a statement game for Clark, though. They hung in there. They dropped 400. They proved they can hang. I think, like, uh, pretty much just because of his record is why he's a little shafted. But um, he's definitely a couple wins away and, 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 you know, stringing a couple wins together of getting himself back into the playoff hunt. And, you know, I think he's also maybe at a point where um, I don't think trades are completely necessary, but maybe there are some situations that he wants to fix on his team, like maybe a flex or an RB or something like that. And I think slight things like that could give him an extra push and make his team uh, more consistent, maybe. Um, but yeah, I definitely think he can. He's a, he's a, he's a winner too away from getting this ship turned around. So. And he's putting up the points. So, I mean, it's not like his team's not. It's just kind of getting a little unlucky last couple of weeks in terms of points against. Um, but moving into the playoff teams or playoff position teams, at number eight, we got Benny. And, I mean, 
at least Benny's team, you know, they're picking up wins and they are actually strong on paper. It's just that lower bottom half with the flexes is what's kind of hurting him. Um, and team's been slightly underperforming the last couple of weeks also. Uh, kind of got lucky in terms of the points against. So, um, yeah, I mean, definitely I think his record and everything and his, and is helping him out. And he's got a team that can definitely put up points. RB2 and Eckler. And he has then Jacobs. James Conner's been solid. His receivers are unreal. So, I mean, there's a lot to be, like, looking to. But there's also just probably the flexes or what might hurt him but the good news is Crowder who can be probably a regular flex is uh getting his buy out of the week buy out of the way this week so that can also be uh pretty big for for Benny going forward just to have a little more stability there but at number seven we put Legro and the thing with Legro is this odd or you know rare as it is to see the Kansas City Chiefs offense have an off night. It's almost like whenever that happens, uh, it's going to be very hard for Legro to put up a, a good score. And um, I think like mainly a, a big part of that could be because it's just like a weird running back situation. I mean, obviously going into this week, he's going to be without... Uh, I thought he had a bye week this week on running back that I missed. Oh, I guess Ty Johnson. I don't even know if he was going to start, though. But he does have Khalil Herbert also, so it's not as bad. But um, at least for the time being, while Tony Pollard and Zeke are both grinding and playing to an extent where they can actually hang, I think that uh, he can he can perform. But he just needs to see a little more consistency out of like guys like Odell, Allen Robinson I think they're just dragging his team back and if Tyreek and Kelsey on top of that have off games it'll be tough for him to win but I mean the talent is there it's just putting it on the fucking field and making it happen but uh, number six we have Knack and it was a ferocious comeback for Knack last week he stormed back Monday Night Football he was probably out in fucking Dublin Ireland or wherever Wales Swansea Swansea City. He was probably just out there, like, sitting, just sleeping, out cold. Then he wakes up. Holy cock, I want a fantasy game. Probably how it went. So, I mean, uh, it was a great win, though. I knew it was bound to get a win. One was around the corner. It had to happen. So, um, good good on him. I mean, there's still a couple things that are worrisome to an extent. But uh, I think he has at least enough um, stuff that he could even trade if it came to that. Like, and he wanted to switch the roster up a bit. So I think he's in a good position. He's got Lamar Jackson. So, I mean, guy alone can fucking win you a game, as we have just saw. He can steal you one. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's an easy playoff team right there. Like, if they stay healthy, there's no doubt in my mind. At number five, it's the fucking cats of piss. We almost hit 500 last week. After, you know, performance under 250 the week before. Like, how does that make sense? We literally doubled our score this week. And we hit 200. We didn't even hit 250 points last week. Ugh, just doesn't make sense. But uh, hopefully with C-Mac coming back, we'll be a little bit in a better position. I mean, Chuba still played really well. So, uh, at least last game he did. So, um, we'll see if C-Mac is a go. 
maybe Tom Brady's dumb fucks him up, and then we got to play Darnold or something, and we get fucked. But, I mean, the team ain't that bad. It was nice to see fucking trash can, gas can come back. So, at number four, Nicky Trunz. Um, he knocked off the undefeated team. He was the one to do it. As I said, nah. I mean, it was an absolute unbelievable game and then in terms of Monday night and just watching the fantasy scores change every two seconds and seeing how close things were getting. Uh, Mark Andrews finally had his game where he popped off. I'm a couple of weeks late on my well shit on that one, but he finally did it. And that's just huge for Trends' team to see it all come together and finally put up a huge amount of points and come out with a win. It would have been devastating to, again, put up points like that and lose. Wouldn't have even made sense. He is getting really unlucky against points against, but he also has the most points for, so you could even make a case he could be higher, but for now, because he's a couple games back, we'll leave it at that. And at number three, staying put, it's Furley. Four and one Furley, and I mean, his team has just kind of been steady. They've been keeping him afloat. They've been doing, everybody's been chipping in, and he's been dealing with injuries, and he's surviving them. That is what's massive to me. Jarvis Landry and Jerry Judy are going to be coming back. Um, and he's been winning games without them. And those are two huge pieces, like, in in the truth of everything. Like, they, they can absolutely be way more consistent than what he has out there with, uh, you know, like, J.D. McKissick. And, I mean, Dawson Knox has actually been very impressive, though. But Rob Gronkowski also, right? So there's definitely going to be help on the way. And he's already 4-1, and one, so can't complain if you're Furley he also has the quarterback set he's got Mac Jones to step in if Danny can't go not the best like in terms of points but at least it's there and uh hopefully Ayuk can actually turn it around or something and because that's another thing to think like he Ayuk's literally been like real bad and this that's pretty much another player that didn't pan out Judy Jarvis and Ayuk up to this point and still a four and one like it's impressive and, I mean, it gets Chris Carson, you know, abandoning the Miles Sanders ship and kind of get a new face around. So, not too bad. We have a new number two. It's Brody. He's still 4-1. and one. His team is still absolutely disgusting. Um, and I think what's real impressive is just the performances his team's managing to put up with, like, minimal help from his flexes. I think the second these flexes get sorted out, the second these flexes start performing... Uh, it's going to be a really tough team to beat. Um, hey, Joe Burrow got to start taking care of himself, though, because I don't want to see what's going to happen to Jamar Chase if Brandon Allen has to take over, put it that way. But, um, no, but I mean, like, it's a team that has, like, a lot of fucking firepower, right? It's going to maybe be a little tough without Trey Lance and having a role with Jimmy, but uh, at least Jalen Hurst is doing his job. And Kyle Pitts looks like he has arrived. There's a lot of fucking things to be excited for if you're BG that don't include Sterling Shepard's hamstring. Um, And at number one, it's the man himself. It's the Moosini Warrior. I mean, his team is just insane. I mean, I could ramble on about it, but I'm not giving him any wanking material today. So congrats, Moose. You're number one now, and you probably will be for a while. So get used to it. shit here we go again i mean last week um i said 
I was confident in all three of my picks. Boom. Devonta Smith was solid. I thought he'd be a little better, but I mean, for the, how the game went in comparison to other players, he was good. But I mean, you know, at least it's 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 a good thing to see that he's getting all the like targets. He's getting absolutely amazing work share and everything there. So, Jalen loves him. Uh, Nuke, I also said was gonna have a good game. I said I think he said I think I said he'd be back over thirty points, and he dropped thirty four. There we go. That's a dub. But I put Damian Harris, and unfortunately, he got hurt twice. So. I don't know what that means, but every time I put somebody on Sandy's team with the well, they get hurt. So maybe I should just stop at that. And for shits last week, I said Miles Gaskin. So that didn't work. Kenyon Drake. I'm pretty sure Kenyon Drake actually was shit. And Mark Walton. And I'm sure why Mark Walton was somewhere wailing on a woman or sitting on his couch watching football. Maybe... He had a couple rushing yards from his fucking couch to the fucking fridge and backwards into the bathroom if he had the shits or something. I'm sure he could have had a day within his own house. But non-fantasy, so I was right. But on to this week. My first, well, TJ Hawkinson. Uh, I think he's kind of been somewhat of a disappointment for the last little while. I mean, uh, but I think that this next game against Cincy, it goes one of two ways, and uh, it's pretty much Detroit's getting blown out, and they have to just start throwing the ball and start coming back. Or they actually somewhat play to their opponent and manage to stay in a close game. And, you know, hopefully can keep Hawkinson. Uh, I think either way, <laughs> Hawkinson will be involved. It's not going to become Detroit blowing them out and then Detroit having to run out the game. It ain't going to be like that much this year. Hawkinson's always going to be um, in favor of game script, but I would still think that uh, he's bound for a week to turn it around, so I'm saying this is the one. My next well is Devontae Booker T. It's taken over. Saquon's obviously going to miss this week, and I think uh, Booker's going to make the most of his opportunity. Probably going to bend my fucking team over too. So that's good. And my last well. Jalen Waddle. I think uh, Tua will be back this week. I think that will be big for Waddle. Um, and I finally think maybe we can get Waddle as a rival game. I'm not exactly sure. Because obviously Tua will be. Um, it's been a while. Obviously since. If, uh, it's been a few weeks. But. Hopefully, uh, they can get back on track pretty quickly and figure everything out there in Miami and <coughs> get that Tua Waddle stack working for another fuck. But we got to move to the shits, dude. My first one's Lap Murray. I mean, fuck. If I'm knack, I'm jumping ship on bucking that Baltimore backfield right now. Well, I still can. Um, Lap Murray, I mean, in a game where Obviously, they had to abandon the run. It's just not going to be beneficial for him in the slightest. Um, but there were still other guys coming in and getting work. Like, Freeman was in there. Tyson Williams was back in there. Like, I'm just... It's a disaster, man. So it's pretty easy to pick on Lat Murray and say, yeah, you'll be shit. But you never know. He could maybe actually get 20 points. That's probably his ceiling, though. It's a tough world for Lat out there. 
really fucking is. But my next shit's Robert Woods. Guy absolutely went ballistic last week. A week after I called it, I said, everyone's going off like weeks after I say it, man. It's brutal. But uh, Woods, though, I think he's going to come back down to earth with his regular performance. It's like a 17.5 or something like that. Not shit. I'm sure you'll take it for a flex. But, you know, after he just went absolutely off last week, you'd probably expect more. And my last shit is Cortland Sutton just because he's Mr. Inconsistent. And last week he was good. So that only means that he can absolutely be shit. For, you know, that's just how it works. For whatever reason, he can't put two weeks together. Maybe he'll do it and prove me wrong, but I don't. I doubt it. I'm putting him on the shit list until that. And we have a new partial segment just for this week. Um, you know, in honor of uh, Big Johnny Gruden, I'm gonna give you my Gruden grinder, and uh, it's a player who may not be the flashiest. A player whose projection may not be the highest, yada, yada, yada. But there's definitely potential that guy can go out there, get gritty, grind, and do what he has to do for your team. And for our first ever Gruden grinder, I don't have a drum roll. And I don't even know if I can edit a drum roll into this. I really don't think I fucking can. Damn. Anyways, coming from Neller's squad on Show Me Your TDs. Oh, no. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> Man. Well, while I was looking at Neller's team earlier in the podcast, CJ Uzama was his tight end. No, I'm sorry. I got the teams mixed up, man. Jesus. Terrible. How wrecked am I? What a terrible Gruden grinder segment here. Sorry. He's still in a lineup. He's on Moose's team. My Gruden grinder of the week. It's CJ Uzama. And you know what? There's a good chance that this game with Legro could actually somewhat be close. And if this comes down to CJ Uzama, he's going to pick you up the dub. He's going to be your Gruden grinder. The guy may only be projected 4.8. But he's good for at least 3.5, brother. Good luck out there this week.